0: Listen, if you dare, to the Lovecraft Tapes.
1: Welcome to the Lovecraft Tapes. I am Jeremy, your keeper of arcane lore, and we play Call of Cthulhu, a horror role-playing game based upon the fantastical fiction of H.P. Lovecraft. Your investigators of the unknown are Brian, as Jack Whiteside in Dan Williams' body, with no voice. (laughs) Gabe as Roy Arroyo in Declan McDonough's body. I don't get sick because I don't talk to children. And Matt as Rocky Arroyo in Jack Whiteside's delicious body.
0: Oh, how quaint is a nautical-themed pashmina Afghan.
1: With special guest Zach as Carl Kolchak Jr. I'm just feeling really left out because I'm still in my body. All right, guys. Well, let's fire up the resonator to check for any new letters from beyond. Oh, damn. The power's out. We need to sneak down to the basement to make sure no beasties have crossed through the veil into our reality. But meantime, if you'd like to send us a letter from beyond, drop us a note on Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, or our Discord server, where Matt likes to perform amateur osteo odonto prosthesis when he's not busy with his trepanation duties. True. So before we begin, we do need to take a quick commercial break.
2: And now, a word from our sponsor. Are you stressed from the pressures of adulting and other modern day nuisances? Overworked and underpaid? Trying to keep a failed marriage from falling apart at the seams? Sure you are. You're not special, Chris. And you're certainly not alone. Surrounded by coworkers who seem to know it all? Smothered by your needy brood, all clamoring for arcade quarters and juice boxes? Whatever happened to you, Chris? Were you supposed to be happy and successful and overflowing with inner peace? Didn't happen, did it? Nope. Something is missing in your life, and I know what it is. Hi, I'm a cat. Maybe the long fluffy tail gave it away. Not much I can do about that now. How I was born. Anyway, we're talking about you, Chris, not me. What you're missing in your life is me. You and everyone else in the world needs a cat in their life. Dogs suck, so don't even bring that up, okay? Sure, we cats can't do laundry, or talk, or change the channel for you, but we can purr like there's no tomorrow, and that is proven to relieve anxiety, lessen depression, and even help cure serious ailments. If you don't believe me, just ask any cat. They'll tell you. We don't have a 1-800 number. Just open your front door and call out Oh far. oh, far, and we'll come running. Choose one or more of our agents, feed and water us up to three times daily, and we'll begin to grow on you. If you try to engage us in conversation, we'll ignore you and pretend we don't understand English. If you try to pet us, we may decide to let you. If it fits our busy schedule of sleeping, eating, farting, napping, snacking, watching out the window, and, of course, coughing up hairballs. We shall sleep at your feet or on your pillow, whichever we prefer nightly, when we're not chasing spiders or mice or cockroaches around your domicile. And you? You'll feel the stress slip away to be replaced by the love and reverence all cats are due as a natural birthright. Oh, wait. Do you hear that? Oh, far Gotta go. Oh, far Warning.
1: Failure to comply with any and all demands from your newfound cat overlord will result in loud, obnoxious meowing at the most inopportune times. Podcasters, beware. And we're back.
0: Well, since Brian can't talk today, I'm going to volunteer him to buy 12 copies of that.
1: Let me check my books. Um, Brian, I got you down for 10 units of that product and or service. Uh Matt, looks like you signed up for two dozen. Mm-hmm. Uh Gabe, you, re- you requested 50?
3: No, no, I requested 54, learn to read.
1: Actually, can I get a barrel?
3: Can I get a barrel's worth?
1: Only if you roll them out? All right, yeah. All right, Zach, I got you down for a gross, disgusting, stinking, nauseating pile of three? That's it? Just the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost? Zach, we're trying to support a podcast here. The least you could do is sign up all your friends and family and strangers so our pyramid scheme has a slim chance of attaining the notoriety of those hacks at the Illuminati. I mean, guys, come on. If we get just three friends to sell to their three friends, and each of them sell to their three friends, and so on, and so on, and so on, we'll finally have enough points to order that Susie Bake Oven. Didn't you already try that with the whole soul thing? Yes, but I didn't write that one. So this one only counts. I thought it was the Bake Susie Oven. Bake Susie, yeah. She's delicious. (laughs) I thought it was baked. Susie, what are you smoking? What? Now, dear investigators, we continue. Chapter 9, Leapfrog.
4: Previously on the Lovecraft Tapes.
1: Jack leaves Carl tied up in the cultist prisoner tent and continues his charade as Dan Williams despite his growing anxiety. A friendly cook named Keijo reveals that he knows Jack's secret identity, having nursed him the past couple weeks with pigeon stew and other as-yet-unknown delicacies. Uncertain whether he should trust the strange man, despite the chef's assurances that he'd like to help, Jack returns to talk with Carl again, only to find the prisoner is bolted for the hills. Meanwhile... Rocky's encounter with the one armed man turns into a horrific encounter as the emaciated figure hurdles himself into the ocean, cackling madly. Unnerved but resilient, the Arroyo brother makes his way up to the bridge where he finds startling facts in the ship's logs. Roy goes room to room below deck, discovering a strange series of set pieces that tell a tale of madness and cannibalism. Quite by accident, he happens upon the captain's quarters, a veritable treasure trove of information. Jack, you like this Kolchak character, but just because he is a character doesn't mean he has character. Instinctively, you trust him, even though he's essentially led you away from a camp full of cultists who will certainly sniff out your disappearance in no time flat. Dusk is rapidly approaching, however, so maybe the night can give you some cover. As you hike up the side of the dormant volcano, keeping to the trees as they thicken and provide more cover, you see Carl Jr. huffing and puffing beside you. Of course, Dan's body isn't doing you any favors either. Every few feet, you find you need to concentrate on your steps or risk stumbling like a drunkard. Sweat runs into your eyes, stinging like battery acid. And your heartbeat is hammering out of tune, echoing a dull drumbeat in your ears. Your traveling companion says something and points up ahead, but you can't hear beyond the blood throbbing in your head. Ooh. Hey, are you, are you sticking with me? You looking okay? Yeah, I'll be there. Do you
4: have
5: any idea what's at the top of this ridge? Nothing good. You sure you're going to make it to the top here? I don't know. There's something wrong with my voice. It's, it's like it, this body's taking over. I, I just don't think it's just your voice. What have you heard? Z- zip. It's an average size.
4: <laughs> I should went uh, take out my camera and take a picture of him. Whoa. And just kind of <laughs> like show him like, you are not looking well. Are you? What is wrong with you?
5: That's my normal Sunday morning look.
4: You're looking a little uh, uh, under the weather, but you're looking a little grayish around the gills and just looking wore out. I have gills. Sadly, I don't think you're actually having gills. Not until we get to Innsmouth. We
5: need to get to the top as soon as possible. This whole body swapping thing? Is this for real? I'm afraid so. I don't know what, how much longer I have in this body. I've heard a lot of weird stuff, but are you supposed to be in this body? I don't think I am, and I think that's why this rejection is happening.
4: That's what I'm kind of thinking, too. How long have you been this way? I mean, in another body, not like this way. Honestly, I think only a
5: couple weeks from what I've heard of people around the camp. A couple weeks that you've been in this body or that you've been here? That I've been... In this body, no, oh, because
4: I don't know if you're going to have uh, very many more days if you keep up with this. I don't think
5: so either. But the world doesn't have many more days.
4: There's a lot of weirdness out there that might have caused
5: this. But did you? Is this magic related? That's the only thing I can think of.
4: Is there anything on you that you uh, marks, brands, scars,
5: drawings? I started stripping down. Look at me. Just curious if uh, you know if there's a way to reverse this. Honestly, waking up this morning was the first I realized it, so I don't know how long I was unconscious.
4: Oh, so you might have only been
5: swapped for a day. That could be. And we need to get you back to your body. According to that chef, it has been a few weeks that I've been in this body without knowing that I've been in this body.
4: Is that maybe from the old person that used to be in that body or still in there somewhere? Possibly. I do not know. Will you carry me,
1: Jack? Why don't you go ahead and give me a psychology roll, please?
4: And I do throw his armor over my shoulders just to kind of help him up this uh, trail. I needed a ten. I rolled an eighteen. Do you, you don't have any idea what's at the top of this, though, do you? Is this where you were doing your uh, your rituals?
5: Not at this one. At another dormant volcano. But I think we're going to find something similar when we get up here. Do you think that ch- that cook is going to uh, rat you out? I don't even know if I can trust you, let alone him. I don't own any uh weird
4: robes and not into that whole indoctrination thing.
5: I just know I need to try to
4: stop this. Yeah, let's let's get to the top of this uh this peak and check it out. At least maybe we can see from there a good way
5: to get back out of this uh crater. Yeah, let's let's keep moving. I'll do my best to keep
1: up. So you guys continue to move through the trees, climbing ever higher and higher. Because of the tree cover, you're unable to see below, at least from where you're currently located. But the sunset is rapidly approaching. We'll say that you attain what appears to be a clearing in a park of some sort. It appears to be a public park, so there are actually trail signs and that sort of thing. And you find the mouth of a trail leading directly eastward and... What appears to be going downhill. And why don't each of you give me a spot hidden, please? I needed a 77. I got a 29. Needed an 80 and I got a 56, which is a success.
0: It's just a giant signpost in the middle of the trail. One arrow says, cultist activity this way. Congratulations, you found that. Both
1: of you quite easily see the trail continues eastward and also loops back downhill. So I think this will give you a bit of a uh, an overview of the island. You guys are obviously at the very peak there that says Caldera.
0: Quick, Gabe, look away. We're not allowed to know this.
1: This is the island of Ilha do Fael.
0: We apologize to anyone out there who actually knows how to pronounce that.
1: And, uh, of course, from here at the very peak of the caldera, you can see all the way to the coastline. That's what your guys' spot hidden was for. Of course, Carl Jr., you recognize Horta. Where the port is. Yes, exactly right. And you can see the lights twinkling in the harbor. And you hear what sounds like people yelling behind you. Oh, Christ. Rocky. The chart room is fascinating. A library of maps, logs, and manifests. It takes a bit of time to sort through, though. But you managed to piece together a rough timeline, and it's not heartening, to say the least. As near as you can figure, the last time this boat ever docked was to fuel up at the Lisbon port in 1999. That was, what, two decades ago? You glance around the room, noticing the bits of rust at the corners of the wall, the slightly yellowed quality of the papers in front of you, and the faintly detectable but unmistakable undercurrent of mold in the air. Just what in blazes does it all mean? You feel as though you're only now beginning to nip at the corners of a deeper mystery.
0: Looks like they partied like it was 1999, am I right, boys? Huh? Insert Daruti Sandstorm here.
1: I don't
4: know, it kind of looks like a ship of fools.
0: Uh, well, at least now I have some idea of where they were going. It doesn't necessarily help me unless I can figure out where I am currently. Uh, well, I guess I'd better go find Roy and see what he's up to. Uh, I guess we'll see what's over here now. And I'm going to walk through the door to the west of me
1: whatever technology had been on board once upon a time is now a tangle of gutted radio parts with a rusty axe embedded in a bank of electronics that looks decades out of date scrawled on the windows to the north and south are a familiar cry for help sos only these letters were inscribed with blood
0: well there goes any hope of using the radio
4: macgyver could fix this in like two minutes what's going on
0: Excuse me, while I find a paper clip, some chewed bubble gum, and a tube of toothpaste.
1: Duct tape.
0: We'll get this thing up and running in no In t- duct tape, yes, and
1: basically this is closed off except for the uh, two windows uh, to the north and south, and then uh, the door that you came through. You do see remember seeing uh, a set of stairs outside the structure that would lead up to basically the roof of the radio tower.
0: So I'm going to swing out and around to the uh, the set of stairs over here. At the front of this room.
1: Okay, so essentially what you have to do is go back out through the chart room, out to the bridge, and then choose a door to go out.
0: I guess I will take the door that's further south.
1: The one that you didn't come through previously. Why don't you give me a spot hidden, please?
0: I needed a 60-hour roll or two. That's an extreme success.
1: This stroke of lightning illuminates the entire surface of the forecastle deck that you can see even though the windows to the bridge are fogged up. In the wet darkness, the elevated surface seems oddly textured, as if littered with rain-slicked cannonballs. And as you squint further, another flash of sheet lightning illuminates the omnipresent clouds above, briefly casting everything in sharp relief, revealing that the deck is not elevated at all, and those certainly aren't cannonballs. Those are the heads of officers, crew members, and passengers packed like concert goers at a Grateful Dead concert.
0: Thank you, Cleveland!
1: All staring out to sea in one direction. Sensing your presence, all heads slowly turn in your direction. You wish they hadn't. Long dead flesh sags from exposed bone, and white, hungry teeth glow in the black, perpetual night. As one, The bodies begin to shamble toward the stairs, leading down to the main deck. I'm going to need you to make a sanity roll, please.
0: Aw, snap, son. I needed a 70. I rolled an 83. That's a failure.
1: Roll of d6, please. That's a three.
0: When I see them heading towards me, I'm immediately going to stumble back and around the the wheel and the captain's chair into the chart room. I'm going to slam the door shut as fast as I can and seal it. And then I'm going to crawl under the table in the chart room and cover myself in paper in hopes that if they come in here, they won't find me.
1: Roy. Jackpot! You can tell already Rocky hasn't been in the captain's quarters. Boy, is he going to be pissed. With some effort, you pry your attention away from the comfy-looking bed, even though the mere sight of satin pillowcases and a cashmere throw blanket causes your eyelids to droop and droplets of drool to form at the corners of your mouth. All that good-looking booze in the minibar isn't helping your motivation much either. But, if you were looking for secret treasure to loot, you couldn't have asked for a better place to roll d20 than the captain's desk, where books, books, and more books await your scrutiny. I'll loot the desk, then, and
3: I don't have to roll anything and I just find everything.
1: Sounds like a spot hidden to me, right?
3: Oh, boy. I needed a 70. I got a 2, and that's extreme. So you're searching the
1: desk, and you, you find several things, actually. The scenario that we're playing. A pen. You find some nautical charts, which clearly show that the ship is currently en route to Horta, one of the Azores Islands, from Lisbon, Portugal. Behind the charts, you also uncover a ring of keys, Jingle, jingle. So go ahead and jot that down on your character sheet, and essentially you can ascertain that since this is the captain's quarters and this is a ring of keys that was sort of hidden, these probably open up uh, more than just this room. Finally, you find a layout of the entire ship. You find this tucked into what appears to be the captain's personal log. I seem to remember you saying that there was Portuguese dictionaries. There is also that, yes, you can have the bad spy novels, the French and Portuguese translation dictionaries, and, of course, the rest of it is what you're finding with your spot hidden. I need the Portuguese.
0: So we got Portuguese to French and French to English. Good luck.
1: I can roll for French, and then maybe I'll just do better. So you've got the impersonal log, which is written in English. However, it is kind of scrawled by hand and a little bit maybe uh, not perfectly easy to understand so you will need to do a library use and spend some time if you wish to uh, decipher it i will
3: i'm gonna start with the portuguese translation for what i saw on the wall
0: earlier in the scenario
1: you easily uh, managed to use the dictionary to get a, a rudimentary translation
0: through the fire and flames we carry on my goddamn dragon force
1: it is quite clearly help me i am in hell that's what i
3: thought I thought it'd be something like that just because I took Spanish for two years in in school and I got a D minus, so. (laughs) See? I need that library use. All right. I have to say, what kind of captain doesn't have a collection of Christopher Cross CDs? In his captain's quarters. That's all I have to say. It's from
5: 1999.
3: I needed a 69 nice, and I got a 21, a hard success
1: nice. Mm, nothing better than a hard 69, you know what I'm saying? Maybe an easy one? I'll go ahead and share the captain's personal journal with you. And then we're going to switch back to Carl and Jack. Playing charades all the way up the hill. Sounds like one word.
4: Two syllables.
1: Cut my arm off. Okay, give me a hatchet. By your estimation, it's probably going to take you quite a few hours to get down that hill.
4: You said this was a a park trail that was marked, right? Correct. In the direction of the park trail, is there a uh, visitor parking lot or anything like that? Basically looking to see if there's a vehicle somewhere in the near that we could borrow.
1: At this stage of the trail, it is clearly hiking. Okay, so I'm going to grab his hand. And we're going to run. So, Carl Jr., you recognize at least this part of it because you had been to Horta and knew the layout and were actually hiking up the trail. That's the way I was uh, coming up. At least part of it was. And you were able to get a ride, I believe, on a pickup truck is what I think we said. Part of the way. And then you had to hike the rest of the way. And that's when you were taken prisoner.
4: I just kind of want to generally point to the spot where I got kidnapped. And it's like, just stay away from that spot there. It's obviously bad. I'm not exactly born to be outdoorsy type. I'm more of an Urban uh, city guy, but uh, does it look like there's any hope of going a straight line there? That might be faster than uh, probably taking a trail back and forth through the uh, the, the growth.
1: Sounds like a a, a roll of some sort to me, doesn't it? Well, if you're it's a steep hill, it is. Yeah,
4: actually, I'm kind of asking, Jay, are you uh you able to navigate through uh through this foliage and stuff?
5: Yeah, I definitely can do that.
4: Why not? I'll, I'll help you down this hill if you can uh, pick our way down a little bit faster than following the trail, which will probably get spotted on i scoop
5: behind him and push <laughs> roll for sonic oh. so I, I, th- I believe what we're talking about here is survival yeah we're leaving the trail we're gonna try to make a beeline
1: directly down as the crow flies which you will be taking a penalty no to. yes Nope. those are your odds striking off off the trail
4: okay so probably not uh you're not really up for it <laughs> No, we're doing
1: it. And you can tell that he is gray around the gills, and you've witnessed his awkward, stumbling performance up the hill. You're surprised that he actually got this far. You don't happen to have a weapon, do you? Weapon?
4: Mm-hmm. Nope. Are you bigger than me? I-, I can't remember what you actually look like. <laughs>
5: Zip. <laughs> Let's go back to back and see. <laughs> got a bag of dead things. <laughs> I guess if
4: he's if you're about average, just I'm going to you know hold your uh, your arm around my shoulder and, and we're going to jog down this track as fast as possible.
5: Okay, yeah, let's do it. I was going
4: to give you a piggyback if we had to if you were smaller, but we um, can
5: run in slow motion
4: holding hands if you'd like. <laughs> I think we should do that once we hit the beach, and then we'll do the whole Baywatch.
0: You're not going to rescue anyone, but you'll look damn good trying.
1: Full on buddy cop. Let's go. They're caning on us. So you guys get about a quarter mile down the road, and you're both running out of steam very fast. You are just not in shape for this whatsoever, and going up that hill took it out of you. It is after a quarter mile pitch black. You can barely see the twinkling lights through the trees now because you're descending, and you hear your pursuers are closing fast. Hey,
5: Dios mio.
4: It's muy malo. If they sound like they're closing fast, uh, maybe we should try to find some place to hide just just off the trail and let them go by us.
5: Climb a tree? We probably don't have the energy to climb a tree. No, I think we should hide as low as possible in separate spots. I'm gonna go off to the right of the trail, about thirty feet, and get down, duck down, lay flat in the brush.
4: Can I use, like, the reverse of spot hidden to make sure he can't be spotted? Like, if I if I can't find him, then they shouldn't either. I mean, I might be letting him in, like, you know, the equivalent of poison ivy because I have no survival skills. But I'm just trying to cover him with enough, you know, leaves, branches that...
1: Okay, so you're actually uh, assisting him. Oh, yeah, I think we're, we're both going to hide, yeah. Gotcha, but you're, you're helping him first, is what I'm he's, uh Because
4: he's not looking so good.
1: Okay, that sounds like a disguise roll, so go ahead and roll that, both of you. I needed a 5, I rolled a 46.
4: I failed better than you. I needed a 5 and got a 34.
1: He's standing
0: straight up in the middle of the forest. If I look like a tree, they'll think I'm a tree.
1: Yeah, you guys definitely suck at trying to disguise yourselves as part of the landscape we're doing jumping jacks <laughs> the best you could hope for is that your pursuers uh roll a fumble on their spot hidden and it sounds like there's quite a few and you're pretty sure that you uh hear dogs oh Christ. you didn't
4: like grab a grenade or anything uh,
1: i'm gonna take out this ziploc bag of dead
5: things open it up and throw it way down the trail
1: to draw away like the dogs whoop a whoop-a, whoopa. so you, you throw it uh, go ahead and give me a throw roll Okay. I needed a 20. I rolled a 41. I ate what's in the bag. And it just kind of flutters about 20 feet from you.
4: This is a a public trail, right? It is. If we have to run into them, unless they shoot us right away, you know, I'll try to talk our way out of this. You sure you didn't grab like a rocket launcher? I have absolutely nothing. I do kind of want to ready my, my asp in my hand just in case I have to hit somebody. Not that it'll do much good after the first blow or two.
1: All right. Let's see what happens here. You you guys are essentially just doing your best to hide yourself within the uh, leaves and foliage. And poor Dan slash Jack... Is just wheezing up a storm. He looks like he's about ready to have a heart attack. And uh Carl, you're just sweating profusely. Like anything could smell you, no problem. Your uh shabby clothes are just soaked. The the sort of white suit doesn't help, you know. No, it definitely like stands out. Your pursuers just gradually easily close in and they snap you back up. I mean, there's just no two ways about it. And you see that it is Cygnus, who is leading the pack, he doesn't look winded or anything. And uh, as the burly guards manhandle you and handcuff the both of you together... Now we can run in slow motion.
4: Well, now we can do all the cool moves, like, you know, clotheslines, and, you know, now is the time to escape. You know, that was actually the plan, to get
1: handcuffed so that, you know, we could use it as a weapon. And Cygnus uh, leans in and says, I would like to thank you, my friends, for sticking to the trail. That made it a whole lot easier
5: i caught him he was trying to get away
1: still uh, i'm just trying to get back to town yeah you,
4: know, you just you took me off the trail i was just trying to do some sightseeing come on I, I don't have any clue that you guys are doing anything weird up here you know i i see nothing i don't want to know anything about this uh that the robes or anything like that just let me get back to uh the, back to town
1: I I promise. I won't say a word. Well, unfortunately, I cannot take you at your word, my friend. But I would like to let you in on a little secret.
4: Uh, No, secrets mean that you then might, like, want to hurt me. I would prefer not to know anything.
1: Oh, you you won't be hurt, my friend. You come back with us and we shall take care of you, at least for the next couple days. What happens in the next couple of days? Why don't we return to the camp in my tent and I will be happy to tell you more. Ooh, you got a date. And he turns on his heel and starts walking. You are pushed and dragged and pulled back up the hill towards the encampment.
4: But by the way, every time they push me, I, I just, have you not heard of Freedom Repressed? Stop this, you know. You're not allowed to abuse a reporter.
0: My lawyer will be coming in contact with you.
1: Ooh, gross so rocky you are cowering in the chart room your fear starts to subside and cold logic comes back in and you realize that hmm you know maybe covering yourself up with a couple papers probably isn't the best uh, way to disguise yourself i mean that's something that jack would do
0: exactly that's obviously it's, uh, it's because i'm not in my own body right now it's quite uncouth of me
1: maybe that's why you did it you're in jack's body
0: Stand up and kind of dust myself off and straighten off my clothing. Why don't
1: you give me a psychology roll, please?
0: Oh, I needed an 80 and I rolled an 87.
1: Just spend it. We're going to die. Just for
0: fun. I'm going to spend the seven points of luck, which brings me down to 52.
1: So as soon as you think that, you know, this is something that Jack would have done, you get a flash Ah. of being dragged up a hill. You feel this pressure on your left wrist. And you smell pine.
0: That's the power of pine, saw,
1: baby. (laughs) For just a moment, you feel panicky. Like your heart starts to hammer a little bit in your chest. And you hear somebody say quite clearly in this empty room something about freedom of the press. And then you snap back to the chart room.
0: Oh, that was rather odd. But it seems that through whatever kind of... uh, magic caused us to swap bodies that still retain some sort of connection to the original soul that was in this vessel at one point
3: he talks to himself
1: what a creep
0: i'm in the chart room so i'm gonna head through peek my head through this door right here and see what's over there because i haven't been through that door yet
1: okay yeah staircase leading down
0: i guess i'll take it down
1: clomp 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 you're about halfway down the stairs to the upper deck From the bridge deck, and you can hear something coming up the stairs just below you that you know lead down to the main deck, which is where you know you saw those things starting to move.
0: Pull out my gun at the ready with the flashlight, and I'm going to very slowly creep the rest of the way down the staircase and then try and, like, lean up and over the railing to see if I can't see anything coming up those stairs.
1: And you definitely hear sliding, almost drippy sound. And against that wall, that far east wall, and actually on the closed door that is Directly opposite the staircase, you can see shifting shadows as something is coming up the staircase. And you also hear from outside the door that you know leads to the north and the and the main upper deck where the staircase was that you ascended. You can hear something moving out there as well. By your estimation, there was probably at least a few dozen people out there on the uh, forecastle deck. Lovely
0: shuffle back along the staircase to the door that's directly opposite of it
1: you can now see several figures coming up that staircase
0: line up with them coming up the staircase go oh in a metal box so this might get a little bit noisy and i'm just gonna take a shot at the first guy coming up the staircase
1: and you can see there's probably about eight of them coming up
0: eight is enough try and aim for the head i needed a 74 i rolled a 72 that's a success and I did 10 damage.
1: So you fire off a round at the first guy, and this was probably once upon a time the chef. He's wearing a bloody smock. Your bullet enters his left eye. A spurt of black ichor trickles down onto his cheek. It does not exit the back of his head, so the bullet is lodged in his brain pan, and he slumps to his knee and rolls back. The other seven continue, and you hear a creak of a door opening, a hatch opening on this level. Roy, you have now had some time to take a peek at the uh, captain's personal log. It says
3: 25th October, but I'm not a euro, so I'm not going to say it like that. October 25th, 1999. Setting off for Horta after refueling. Received transmission from home base. There may be a trawler in need of rescue. October 26th, 99. Bad squall day. Lost one of the lifeboats. Should be able to get a new one in the Azores. 27th, 99. Got a strange feeling this morning while looking into the maps. Seems we should have reached sight of land at this point. Did the squall set us back? Instruments seem to be working fine. Must confer with the engineer. 28th, no dawn today. All is black. Compass says we're on the right track, but all we can see is open water below and darkness beyond. 29th, crew is getting nervous. Don't blame them. Should have arrived by now. Doc has locked himself in the hospital. What's he working on down there? Undated. It's been days, weeks maybe, no sunrise, no sunset, all the clocks have stopped. Crew seems to be hungry, staying in my cabin for now. Undated entry. I have no heartbeat.
1: Tune in next time as we play another reel of the Lovecraft tapes. Oh boy. Um, Zach, I think we're in trouble. (laughs) You think you're in trouble?
4: I think I'm alright. I think we should just just uh went straight down the hill.
5: Even just rolling and falling like in the movies. Romancing the stone. We,
4: As you wish. You're more of the last action hero kind of guy. I'm just like the sidekick. But just remember, sidekicks usually win. Or survive at least, you know. Haven't you ever seen a Dirty Harry movie? Come on.
1: <laughs> they all die.
3: <laughs> I don't have many theories because I've stayed in one room for a whole episode.
1: That's true. But, hey, what a room, right? Yeah.
3: It is a nice room. You
5: found everything. That was a great roll.
3: I just, I have so much, just, I have to really concentrate on reading.
5: (laughs) It
1: takes a lot. All right, guys. Well, let's get going for some hashtag recommendos. So, roll that sweet D100. When I say sweet D... Brian, start us off with your sweet D. I just started playing this game yesterday with my daughter. It's called Child of
5: Light. It starts out with a story. This king is left without his queen, but he has a daughter. So he's raising his daughter alone until he meets somebody else and marries and starts to focus on his new wife instead of the daughter. The daughter falls ill and dies. You are the daughter who's trying to find her way back to the light. It's a side scroller there's interesting combat it's not like a standard like a mario where you have to kill as you're running and jumping when you encounter an enemy it pulls you into a turn-based combat and you have different things that you can attack with magic swords you can put a shield on yourself Uh, it's really interesting gameplay and it's really cool art i think i looked it up i think it's like 15 dollars right now on, on xbox child of light it's it's a really cool story it's the first game that i've shown my daughter and she's like can we play that when we get home after we went to the movies yesterday so that made me feel good that she was getting into a game that had a good story so check out uh, *Child of Light*. Um, we're uh, chapter three so far. I'm not sure how long it is, but uh, it, it's a pretty good story. And you've got like um, every every conversation you have with a character in the game is a poem. So each line rhymes, and it's it's telling the story as it goes. All right, keep
1: it rolling, Matt. You're up next.
0: Uh, so today I'm gonna I'm gonna say you guys should go out and play uh, dicey dungeons. It's a game by Terry Cavanaugh, the guy behind a couple of, you know, very hidden games that no one has ever played, like Super Hexagon and uh, VVVVVV. You take on the role of one of six characters in a game show hosted by Lady Luck herself. Uh, and it comes off as a dice rolling kind of deck building roguelike game. So all of your moves and everything are done via dice rolls. And as you go along the game, you get different cards, which are different pieces of equipment that you use to kind of build up your abilities. And you use the dice that you roll to fuel those abilities. As you climb six different floors to the boss battle, what's really interesting about it is not only it's, it's really easy to pick up, but there's a whole lot of depth to it, especially because there are six different characters, and every single character has their own play style and special ability. Like, you have a, a character who's a thief whose special ability is that he gets to steal one piece of equipment from the enemy every turn. Uh, you have a robot who doesn't roll dice. He gains dice by playing um, kind of like a, a push-your-luck kind of blackjack-style minigame. And you also have uh, an inventor. And as the inventor, you get a new piece of equipment at the end of every fight, but you only do so by having to destroy one of the pieces of equipment you currently have. So each hero is totally unique and different and have their own independent playstyle, and they're all a lot of fun, and like I said, it's, it's really easy to pick up, but it's, it's a game that's going to have a lot of depth and a lot of skill involved in how you plan your deck and what equipment you take and what fights you pick. It's called Dicey Dungeons, and it's on Steam for $15. bucks.
1: All right, so Zach, you're up
4: next, buddy. I'd like to recommend uh, uh Arkham Horror 3rd Edition. Recently got it. Definitely a a, a more streamlined horror game uh from Fantasy, fantasy Flight Games. Really enjoy it especially cuz uh unlike the the other both Eldritch Horror and uh, Arkham Horror the board is uh components that can change between which uh ancient evil you're fighting so you don't have the same board every single time so i like that it has a little bit more playability that replayability that way uh, i will say the only thing i'm kind of disappointed about is it only comes with uh i think 5 ancient ones to fight hopefully more expansions are on the way to uh to increase that the the rules are pretty streamlined it took me like maybe 30 minutes to actually reading the book and and figuring it out It's not as complicated as some of the other Fantasy Flight games. So really, really cool. Just uh, really recommend it. Just like everything else. It's just like the original Arkham Horror, but uh, the rules are a lot easier to understand and comprehend and actually have fun with. And you can either play it by yourself or up to six people.
1: All right, well, I'm going to continue along here. And uh, in in the tradition of these guys picking games, uh, I am also going to pick something that's completely different. I'm going to recommend it's the Alptron PF8 Studio Microphone Acoustic Filter. You can ask any of our cast members here, including Zach, that on the Lovecraft Tapes... I'm always striving for better audio quality, and uh, whether that's tweaking your settings, or moving your microphone closer to your mouth, or kill your pets and or babies. Whatever it takes as a podcast listener, I hate when a podcast has too low volume, or too much noise in the background, or distracting sounds like a cat in the hallway. I, I bug these guys nonstop, And, of course, I'm on a Mandy-style revenge quest to destroy anything that will hurt my beloved podcast audio. So, uh, maybe that's taking it a little too far, although I'm a big Nick cage fan. But I really do care about it, which is why when I saw a photo of this acoustic filter from fellow podcaster Ralph Garman of the Ralph Report in Hollywood Babylon fame, showing the, the foam filter, I was pretty intrigued. So I immediately checked Amazon and eventually wound up uh, on eBay where I found it for about 30 bucks and shipping from, I think, San Francisco. So podcasters, listen up. If you... Want good quality, you want this accessory because it slips over your microphone like our Blue Yetis, that's what we all use, and provides complete protection from extraneous noises except for cats in the hallway. And it has a built-in pop filter, which is pretty cool. It snaps in and out of the, of the front hole here. So there's no more hiding in your coat closet. I know some podcasters actually do that. Uh, no more telling your kids to shut up while you broadcast. No more random buzzing from computers or monitors. Um, this is the next best thing to recording in a sound booth. And although I'm no expert, I've learned a lot of things over the couple of years that we've been doing this about improving podcast audio. So if you're a fledgling creator who's looking to venture into podcasting or wants help improving what they already have, feel free to drop me a note. And uh, I'm happy to help however way I can. I love promoting and supporting other fellow podcasts that is my recommendation the altron pf8 studio microphone acoustic filter nice okay close this out baby i'm gonna recommend a game
3: it's called once upon a time the storytelling card game it's the kind of game that like you could make yourself if you weren't lazy because the cards are kind of just not needed the goal is to complete a story you are dealt these cards and on them each they have like characters events uh, aspects and interruptions and what your goal is to use those cards to tell a story to meet the ending that you draw at the beginning of the game and so you're playing and you're telling your story and once upon a time there was a king and you put the king card down and your goal is to use all your cards and get to the end meanwhile all the other players are trying to interrupt you And use their cards too so there are just certain interruption cards that let you interrupt at any time but there's also a a a thing where you if you say something and they have that card like just through telling your story if you say something like uh he had a brother and they have like a brother card they can put the brother card and now they control the story and then they're telling the story trying to meet their ending so they're changing and then if you ever come back you have to try and get it back on track with your ending and it's as fun as the people you're playing it with are, I'd say when you play it, your goal shouldn't be to win, your goal should just be to tell the most fun story you can tell. And it's great for parties, you're all, cause you're all just laughing, telling funny stories, and having fun interrupting each other and trying to get to the end. So that's once upon a
1: time the storytelling card game. That's going to be it for this episode of the Lovecraft Tapes. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Music, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, or any way you download your regular podcasts. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review. Meanwhile, you can find us at thelovecrafttapes.com with links to all our hashtag recommendos and social media channels, including Facebook, Reddit, YouTube, and our Discord server, where you can chat with us in real time. You can find me on Twitter at lovecrafttapes.
0: And if anybody wants to hit me up with them hashtag zombies, uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Real Weird Kid.
3: And if anyone wants to tell me their stories, you can find
5: me at LovecraftGabe. If anybody can help me find my voice, please,
0: please give it back to me. That's why my voice
5: At Brian
1: Podcast.
4: And nobody can find me anywhere except for here, but I kind of like it that way.
1: Until next time, roll for... <laughs>
4: the lovecraft tapes podcast is copyright 2019 for more information and sponsorship opportunities please send email to podcast at the lovecrafttapes.com
5: support the lovecraft tapes podcast and get access to exclusive content and rewards at patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes
3: Disney doesn't accept death as an excuse for con- contract voiding.
1: Fair point. They started that with Bambi. People can hear us talking? No. But they, they can't can. see us right now. Ha, ha ha. Ha you're stupid. You gotta wait. Your eyes are broken.
0: Brian, you can't do that on camera.
1: <laughs> I'm not. I'm doing it it. I thought it. it'd be funny to do like a nude one sometime. <laughs>
0: What well, makes you sure. think I'm wearing pants right now?
1: But the cameras are just the waist we, down. <laughs> we'd all be topless. Yeah, that'd be amazing. We could, we could uh, market it as the as the nude episode. We could we could all only wear shirts. Let's do it.
3: <laughs>
1: no hats either, Bryce. Sorry. Oh, I thought that we already all only wore shirts. And we have to shave our heads. So, Gabe, kiss your Zach, kiss your hair goodbye. I'm okay. Gonna be bald like me and uh, Brian and. Uh, Maddie, down there.
0: No curtains, no drapes. What? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Gotta get the extra optical
4: inch. Are, are you moving? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just moving across town, someplace cheaper, okay. and
1: not that shithole you live in now.
4: Uh, I mean, <laughs> this place is only twenty eight hundred a month. You know, the other one's uh, twenty five hundred months.
1: Ooh. Sheesh. You
4: have
3: to stay there for twenty five hundred months. <laughs> <laughs> He's a college student.
1: That's a long lease, man. Jesus.
0: <laughs> lease man.
1: Least man, that's the worst superhero ever. <laughs> so boring. He'll fight until the money runs out. Least man. Da, 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 da. Be like Gabe and go unplug every other device in your house. It worked.
0: Yoink. 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 Stop yoinking it. Yoink.
1: I think I hear my cat out in the hallway. Can you guys hear that?
0: yep there it yeah, is yep.
1: she's like let me in god damn it you guys aren't streaming yet the thing got me i want to get i want to get in your lap and fart because i'm 20 years old and i can't help myself roll for cat farts Ugh, don't need to roll for that yes yes <laughs>
5: That's what my 13-year-old
1: dog does. He just lay oh, there and go.
5: P- snow <laughs> 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 wakes uh, him up.
1: Then he looks around just, like, what the hell? Just no muscular control yeah, whatsoever. He can't, hear, he can't hear anymore, so. <laughs> he can't hear. He can't make noise with his sphincter. <laughs> <laughs> just
0: so loose. <laughs>
5: just so <laughs> loose.
1: <laughs> he drools. It's all the dog toys. Oh. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Sorry, Zach. <laughs> Yeah, just you know, raise your hand if you need to tap out. You know, it's <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> He's like no nope the cat shit. You have a cat, don't you, Zach? Three,
5: three. Oh, I saw one yesterday when we were playing. That was cool. Yeah, she
4: she was being my uh, my buddy. So yeah, getting some loving.
1: All right, we've transitioned to our video. Finally, congratulations. <laughs>
5: Okay, Brian,
0: you're gonna have to take the nipple clamps off now that the cameras are on.
1: Lean in then, and I'll get them off you.
0: Yeah.
5: <laughs> <coughs> was that you coughing, Brian? No. Cut it out. It was not, it was a dog.
3: Cough one more time, I dare you. <laughs> I dare you, motherfucker. They speak English and
1: what? <laughs> Welcome to the Lovecraft tapes. I am Jeremy, your keeper of Arcane Lore, and I have a cough drop in my mouth. And we play Call <laughs> of Cthulhu, a horror. <laughs> We start that over. What does your resonator sound like? <laughs> That's it. That's it. Thank you. I said duties. <laughs> <laughs> duties. Next up on the ASMR podcast, duties.
0: Oh, God. Somebody needs to go <laughs> fix the resonator.
1: <laughs> hey, Zach, you want to play a game? Sure, Jeremy. Let's play a game. Well, if you look right behind me on my bookshelf, I have the brand new copy of osteo odonto Carato prosthesis <laughs> the board game. Oh, I've been waiting to try that. <laughs> I know. I've been uh, wanting to give my eye teeth to get a, get a hold of one of those copies, so I finally did. It sounds like fun. <laughs> it is. I mean, you roll the dice. I mean, it takes a while because it's actually an eyeball. and It just rolls <laughs> forever, so each turn takes around 30 minutes.
4: Oh, I totally agree.
1: That That's a great uh, length mm. for one round of a game. I think so. It really lets it breathe, you know, or in this case, roll around.
4: And eventually that eye will kind of get a little warped and finally settle down, too.
1: Yeah, unless it it comes with a uh, half full cup of coffee. So sometimes that eyeball will just roll right directly into that.
4: I thought that's actually the, the object is to toss it into the cup
1: of coffee. That's one of the many objects, actually. You roll it to the eyeball, and if it lands in the coffee cup, then you get to go around the board twice. You gotta go directly to the dentist, do not pass gas, do not collect garbage <laughs> by the side of the road. You know, the traditional board game stuff.
4: Is it true that I heard the, the expanded rules, you can actually get extra points by pulling teeth out during the game?
1: Yes, you can actually do that. Uh, you get uh, molars are worth uh, 25 points, as we all know. I mean... And what about the uh,
4: wisdom teeth? You know, since you are losing wisdom, and uh, yeah, they are a
1: little bit more painful. That, that actually lands you in uh, the uh, engine room where you're strapped and uh, handcuffed to a pole. Oh,
4: yeah. Well, that kind of summons like my weekend sometimes.
1: Literally you have to like leave your house, leave the board game, go to the nearest ship and strap yourself into the engine room. Well
4: it sounds fun that we can finally apply a real life situation into a game. What do you mean? This is not real life.
1: Oh. This is all <laughs> fake. I was gonna say that's you like I said, that's usually my weekend. Yes, that's what you th- we've programmed you to think. Lots of programming going on here. Just come on over and uh, I'll get things ready. Uh I'm pouring a half cup of coffee right now. I'm looking forward to it. And remember, Ostio odonto Carato Prosthesis, the board. Board Game is available at all your local retailers, but it's a Target exclusive for the next year. Awesome.
4: And can't wait for the expansion where uh, you can start pulling fingernails, too. Yeah, that's going to cost uh, an arm and a leg.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hello, I am Jack WhiteSide. <laughs> How are
5: you all? Should I fluff your pillows? Not now, album,
1: And give me two seconds. i got to shut the window. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and time's up. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. We had to kill Jeremy for forgetting to close the window.
1: Amateur hour here at the Lovecraft Apes. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm just going to turn my phone all the way up. Loud noises.
0: Where'd you get a hand grenade from?
1: Antioch. (laughs) Shut up, cat. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still not going to feed you anymore. And then we're going to move you to an overview of the island.
0: (laughs) Take a shot every time you hear Jeremy's cat. (laughs) Drinking game.
3: I can't believe the last line of this episode
1: is going to be about how Rocky sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that, that part I'm actually going to nip. <laughs> I can't believe I'm, it. I'm already editing in my head, so that'll probably go at the end. So nice. I'll See, that's, yeah, that's,
4: that's where the episode should end is, uh-huh. and Roy is better.
5: <laughs> bum, bum, bum.
3: Undated entry. Roy is better than Rocky.
0: <laughs>
5: <laughs> uh-huh.